deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't hip, hip, hip itself. And also some uh, various business advice, as I've seen this podcast has also become. Today, unfortunately, Hannah Gelb will not be joining us, but I have another extra special guest to make up for her absence. Oh, who am I kidding? This guy's not going to cover. She's not going to fill Hannah's shoes. What am I thinking? Anyway, please uh, join me in welcoming Ned Fuller of the Try Guys. Hello. Yay. Thanks for having me. Ned, thank you for being I here. I hope this wasn't a horrible mistake. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> so, Nedithy, as I am sure that's your full name. Never heard that one. Nedithy? Nedithy. Nederick? Nederick. Uh, I've heard Nedward. Nedward. Ooh, that seems Nedward. Nedithy, Nederick. Yeah, my real name's Edward. What? Or my, like, you know, <gasps> like, my formal name. Wait a minute. Yes. Like Ned Stark? Yes. Well, except he's Eddard, I he's, think. Yeah, but same sort of nickname, yeah. Oh, he's my Edward. God. Edward is such a beautiful name. I know. Yeah, I've always liked it. Yeah. It's very, it's very regal. When did you start going by Ned, or when did people start calling you uh, Ned? It's always been Ned. It's it's uh, It was just Edward on my birth certificate. So, so I've you- always been, like, told the story, hey, your name is Ned, but... It's Edward on your birth certificate. It's actually Edward. In case you ever get knighted, you can be Sir Edward (laughs) rather than Sir Ned. That's true. Sounds a little better. Do you think that they wanted to name you Ned and then call you Ned? And they were like, oh, we can't just write Ned on the birth certificate. so. Yeah, I think my parents really liked the name Ned. Uh, but maybe wanted to wanted to formalize it a little bit. It's a very official looking piece of paper, a birth certificate. Do you think that naming a child... uh, their name only so you can exclusively call them by their nickname <laughs> is a uh, a reasonable form of naming. I mean, yeah. I suppose, yeah. I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Well, it's it's, then it's like you have two names. That's pretty great. Hannah doesn't really lend itself to nicknames. Yeah. That would be it. Han. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> Just Han. Han. Mm-hmm. Is it never abbreviated Anna? No, certainly not. Yeah. Maybe I should just start going by Ned. <laughs> yeah, you could. My uh, my name's Ned, but it says Hannah on my birth certificate. <laughs> Don't worry about Weird. it. Just call me Ned. But do you think, Ned, that yes. if I started going by your same name, you would start to feel a little bit competitive? I would feel competitive. You'd feel competitive feel about upset, that, bro. Okay, coming good. at my name like that. Oh, calm down, sir. Whoa. Wow, <sighs> this is a. He's a very, for those of you who don't know what Ned looks like, he's like, I don't know, 6'10", just all beef, grade A American, <laughs> very strong and intimidating, imposing figure, which makes sense because today is all about being competitive and the role competition plays in our lives. And this is the segue as we begin the subject of the podcast. Ned, have you always been competitive? Yes. Really? Yeah, was this a character so. trait? I don't know. Was always established like growing up let's let's look back yes when do you remember the first moment 
you wanted to be the best? The best? (laughs) (laughs) Or the first time you felt competitive? I definitely remember as a kid on the soccer field being the only one to ever receive a yellow card. And (laughs) how old were you? I was like seven or eight, which you know, (laughs) when you're an eight-year-old receiving a yellow card, it is like, it is... It is just a real bad foul. It is a warning. An eight-year-old? I don't think... I didn't know. You know, when I think of kids playing soccer, I think of it like goldfish soccer. Right. You know, because everyone's just swarming like a school of fish towards the ball. So do you remember what you did to receive that yellow card? No. Blacked out in a fog of rage. I think I blacked out in a sea of rage. Yes. (laughs) Eight-year-old rage. I just had like tunnel vision, saw red. Uh, No, I I think that I probably just really wanted to get the ball Mm. and didn't know how to play by the rules Mm. and just push somebody over. And then received a yellow card, which in soccer is just a banana. That's like the, well, (laughs) they just give you a banana card. No, you have some potassium and calm down. It's the equivalent of like knifing somebody as an adult. Like if you give an eight-year-old a yellow card, just think how sad they are. Like you really have to. And also as an adult, you are not in control. If you have to give an eight-year-old a yellow card, yeah. that eight-year-old is running a mile. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's define what being competitive means. What do you think being competitive? What does it mean to you? It means striving to be the best you can and always wanting to win things. You know, it, it, like anything it deeper over- than that. Or- <laughs> <laughs> you mean what does it mean to me personally? Yeah, what's it mean to you personally? I think it really does mean like wanting to be the best. The idea of not being the best is like it kind of eats at me. Mm. Even like you can be second place doesn't feel good. Mm. But Thank think- God you don't play any Olympic sports. <laughs> yeah, I know. Forget about third place. My goodness. Don't oh, no, let's How not even can talk you be about happy it. After that. <laughs> Well, see, here on Analyze This, we like to do analysis. Oh, Uh, so are you analyzing me? I am analyzing you you right now. It seems like a very much a therapist setup. Uh, I'm in a very comfortable folding chair. Yeah, uh, in a small corner with uh, (laughs) sound-canceling panels right behind me. And a soothing mint green. It is a soothing mint green. If you guys want to know what the setup looks like, uh, go ahead and check out my Twitter, and you'll see a very cute Mm. picture of me and Ned. Yeah, I think it comes from... If you're ever the worst, mm. like you're, you have a, a time where you're particularly bad or you're, you know, picked last, left out or something, it feels, feels really bad. So mm. like those sort of experiences for some people, I think, close them off from sports. For me, like it made me strive to, to be that much better. Yeah. So when you look at it, you see if there is something po- that is called the worst, then it means that you do recognize the difference between, or that there is an existence between best and worst. Right. It's not like either you're the best or you're the worst. Uh, nope, nope, that's it. Nope, you're <laughs> either the best or the worst. That's it. <laughs> so anything aside from the best becomes the worst in, in your mind's eye. I guess so, yeah. Does, is your family very competitive? Do they play board games? Like ha- I do like playing board games. Love playing board games. But your family I- growing up, like, do you have siblings? I do. Yeah, I have one younger sister. I wouldn't say that me and her were very competitive, though. She was interested in different things. She was a dancer. She was yeah. an artist, a Ooh. songwriter. Oh, did you guys play games together as a family? Yeah. Yeah, we played games as a family. So with that, it wasn't like, okay, everybody, remove all the sharp objects because Ned's here. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. That's really good because I know some people that growing up, I was like, we couldn't play a game without them like literally having to leave the room. Yeah. You know, getting that overwhelmed by it. So it sounds like it's more for the things that you prioritize. Like you don't have to go to a 
you know, like a sip and sit where they do wine painting and you're not going to leave that room feeling like, God damn it. No, no, no. Okay. It's more, it's board games, any kind of game that has like rules where there's, you know, first, second, third. It's sports. Like it's, you know. What sports did you play growing up? Played soccer. Mm -hmm. I had a brief stint on the lacrosse team (gasps) in high school. Very butch. Yeah, very butch. Well, I was in Florida, so it was like not really a thing. They actually started it as a club because... They needed a certain amount of athletic hours. So it was, our lacrosse team was started by a bunch of like kids that just didn't want to play other sports. Okay. So I got involved and it was pretty fun. That sounds great. I'm not a good basketball player. Did you play basketball? Yeah. Okay. So you played yeah. a lot of different sports. Yeah. A little bit of everything. And did your parents nurture this like competitive impulse? Would you describe them as competitive people? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they, they both encouraged me to do well and to, to do well in school. You know, my dad's very athletic too, so we would compete with each other. Mm. But I don't think that it was ever like nurturing a like, you must be the best type of instincts. I feel like that's something that I put on myself. You're like, I, I'm the one that brought that to the table. I think so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm, yeah, pretty sure. If I called up like a friend from your high school, would they describe you as competitive? Probably not. Like, So yeah. it's more something that kind of manifested when... You would have to call up like an academic friend. That's probably where I was In the college? Most. No, no, in, in high school. In That's high school I was, and like, academic. the most competitive. It's like about school and, and grades. tests and grades, yeah. Wow. I had one high school history class where they wrote the top five scores oh, of the class on the board. Oh my God. And it was always there. It was known that the entire class was graded on a curve. So you took whatever your score was and divided it by the number one person's score or vice versa. Oh, wow. I think that would not have worked for me being in that classroom environment. Because for me, I really don't like competition. Really? I like to play games and I like to win. Right. But I don't like to compete. Oh. Meaning that I will literally not. Yeah, you just want it to be a cakewalk. It want to be so easy, just like. I just want to play. I yeah. just want to. I just want to be like. <laughs> I don't. You know, it's just like I. I never did any sports, uh-huh. and I. I kind of regret that in myself. Parenting of a child, I wish I had because I'm very intimidated by the idea of letting other people down. Uh-huh. That has kept me from ever joining any teams or any clubs. Really? Yeah, because I'd rather just have it all be on me, and also be the only one that suffers the consequences. Does that hmm. make sense? That does make sense. Like, it really psychs me out. I was never in, like, school plays, stuff like really? that. Yeah, really. Just the idea of, like, letting a group of people down. It really freaked what me out. What about the idea of uh, succeeding and then a group of people are inspired and excited by your success? Does well, that excite you? or? I mean, not in... Ooh, like, am I analyzing you now? You are, and I love it. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> not in the school environment because the idea of mm. winning means that it's been taken away from someone else. I remember in senior year of high school, I I auditioned for a musical and I had suddenly Seymour. I was like, oh, I'll sing that. I'll audition for the school musical. It's my senior year. Why not? Great song. It's a great song. I had it down pat. I could sing it till kingdom come. You can belt like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right before the audition, Mm -hmm. I saw all the drama kits that I'd always grown up with and all the ones who were always playing like the B characters and then it was senior year. So now they were going to get their chance oh, yeah. to be the leads. That's how, that's high how it went in high school, works. right? Yeah, that's it's how it hierarchy. went in high school. Yeah. I felt heartbreak at the thought, like even if I, I, I didn't want it anymore. I didn't want it. And I went, mm. I walked out onto that stage and I sang My Country Tis of Thee. I said, I didn't have a song prepared. And they're like, okay, let's just do My Country Tis of Thee. And like, can you hit these notes as we go? And I was like, yes, I can. And 
They're like, great. You can be chorus girl B76. Then I was like, cool. By the way, I can't really come by after school because I have a job. Is that going to mess me up for this play? <laughs> you know? So you like torpedoed your chances of getting any part. <laughs> yeah, basically just like really <laughs> torpedoed them. And realistically, I really couldn't have done it. But oh, well. that's always what stopped me from being really competitive and like really striving is this like codependent like fear. Like when you're first somebody else's second. second. Why do I want to make someone else second? If they're striving to be first super hard. I always felt so responsible for huh. others. Yeah. You're like, nope. I don't think <laughs> Never so. Felt that I mean, way. <laughs> the only time when I, I think as I've gotten older, I've kind of started to reel it back and be a little less competitive. And I like that history class, I remember I was that number one position for most of the you year. You were the I was, curve. I was the curve. I you was were the guy. The curve. And it started to, in that case, fracture some of my social relationships because like people would <laughs> That's like, what I'm afraid bully of. me and like be mean to me of like, always after every test like why didn't you do worse god damn yeah and so like i pumped the brakes just enough for me to fall down to like second or third because like the attention of being number one uh, it's okay like i'll still have an a and won't have to deal with uh, i won't be the reason yeah yeah so that that is a way i can relate to the pressure of being at the top. At the top. But like for like a board game or something, it's just fun. Like that's I've part really, of the... I really have to check myself though. I love to win. Yeah. I really do. I'm that person. Well, yeah, me too. But you like, know? you know, if you lose sometimes, we you could win probably, sometimes. We could probably get along just fine in a board game. You'd be a horrible team though. If we, it was you and me versus two other people. No, that would be not <laughs> fun for those other people at all. They would be, I'd be like, they would not ever okay, want to play. Wait, let's do a bonus rule. I'll do 10 pushups right now. <laughs> we can add that to the score. You know, no, we, we yeah. should always play on separate teams because then we can at least be like, ah, yeah. Everyone else is like, I don't understand why they're so competitive. Why are they being so I intense about it. this? Do people describe you as intense? Uh, I don't think so. No. no. Mellow. No, I'm pretty friendly, pretty mellow, right? Intense strikes me as something of someone that like walks up to you and it's like, What's up, man? I only wear black. <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to vinyl. Oh, yeah. Well, you are wearing like a metal head shirt I, I, right now. Yeah. Again, refer to my Twitter for it. <laughs> or my Instagram. Why the hell not? Okay, let's talk about the pros and cons of competition. Yeah. Pro, pushing yourself to be Makes the best. You feel good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Con, potential bullying. Yeah, I think it can hurt your ability to make friends. Like, imagine you get one of your friends to play a new game with you, right? You're like, hey, I got this cool new game. Let's play together. First game, you win. Second game, you win. Third game, you win. Is that person really going to want to play a game with you? Oh, Ned. By the third or fourth game? Oh, God, I have to tell you my worst secret. What? I intentionally lose the first game every time. You can laugh. You can like. I do that too. What? (gasps) You're serious. I intentionally lose the first game because if you lose the first game, they'll play with you again because they'll always remember the first time. They'll be like, well, I beat them that first time and they'll always be chasing that dragon. Yeah. But if you win the first game, they never even want to do like a rematch. They never want to play again. I I get it. I I so get that. Wow. Thank you. That's like, yeah. I feel seen. Oh, good. Yeah, me too. Ella finds that to be treacherous and bad. She's well, like, I don't mean, do that, it, it, Hannah. It's the, it is the first word, but not the second word. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's sneaky. It's oh, treacherous. It's definitely wanting to play more games with people, but nobody yeah. ever wants to play with you if you win. Exactly. I get it, man. Well, that's why I think competition is good, because if you can find like someone that is also competitive, then you're just going to have a lot of fun games. I know. Unless they're like 
you know, like chess. That's like a mastery. Chess, you can be a certain, you can be good at chess and then you can be like bad bad at chess Chess, and and then it's not fun. No, no. You gotta find someone the same level. Yes, you need to find someone that also understands how chess works. Mm -hmm. We should play chess, Ned. Okay, let's do it. Let's play chess. Let's let's play chess. Let's really try, (laughs) you know? And we'll set up a timer and everything too. We might need that, yeah. That's cool. So let's talk about well, on the plus side of striving for the best. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm stuttering here because I feel like the word competition for me inherently has a negative context. Hmm. You know, does it feel negative to you at all? The word competitive or competition? No, no? I, it feels pretty positive. I, like over competitive. Sure. Feels negative. Sore loser. Right. Sore winner. Even bad. worse. Sore winner. Nobody uh, likes but that. Just like competitive seems like what you want, right? Mm. It seems like am- ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Like determination. Striving for yeah. Striving it's like, for excellence. What's, what's the what's the opposite of that? Just not competitive. That feels so lame to me. I like, feel like the issue is that the word competitive for me. You can't be competitive without the existence of other people, but you can be ambitious without the existence of other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so... I think it's some sports you can be competitive with yourself, like a time trial, like swimming or golf, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Like personal best? Either of those things. Yes, personal. You can get your personal record. Yeah. PR. Does that appeal to you at all? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big time. I don't really play those sports. I actually prefer team sports because... For me, you were talking about the idea of letting your team down. That's horrible. Yes. But if you practice hard and you communicate with your team and you're actually doing well with your team, that to me is a great feeling. Yeah. It's like you've elevated yourself beyond just an You've elevated everybody. And now like the whole team is like rising up. I love that. That's why I gravitate towards team sports. Ellen and I talk about this all the time. In the future when we have kids, I think playing sports is going to be an important exercise. It's an important lesson to learn relationally, how to let people down and how to move through that, how to accept that, how to recover from that, and to know that the relationships themselves are still maintained, even if maybe once you did blow it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's that if you're giving something your best, you'll never blow it as bad as you think. Like people have a bad day, people make mistakes, there's something in the wind, who knows? But as long as you have the inherent self-consciousness of knowing that you gave it your best and you've been trying... You can't really let people down. Yeah. So that's my lesson to you kids out there. <laughs> okay. uh, what are some things that encourage you to like put in the work? You know, like you'll be better at whatever sport you're doing if you are training Motivated. your cardiovascular health, your training yeah. skills. Like there's stuff you have to do on your own. What kind of inspires you and encourages you in that regard? Me, Hannah? Yeah. Money? Money? (laughs) I'll pay you $10 for every tennis serve you do. Done. I'm there. (laughs) Yes. Resources, um, uh, food, shelter, and um, security. Okay. Those are the things that really motivate my life. Yeah. For me, it's competition. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But let's talk about your life where it is today. I apologize to our listeners because I have not done you the service of establishing who you are uh, and what you do today. Wow. Yeah. I'm just this random person that you says is 6'10". Yeah. (laughs) 6'10". Super beefy. (laughs) Two tenths. Totally ripped. (laughs) Totally ripped piece of man meat. (laughs) Okay. So no, Um, Ned is... 5'10", 170, 
Brag about Three. it. Cute. Love it. <laughs> Love everything about that. <laughs> Ned is a part of a group, which is also something that would also make me very nervous. But mm. okay, Ned, you work in entertainment. You are uh, one fourth of the hilarious, amazing comedy quartet. You know, it's a foursome. The Try Guys. How did you get there? How did you get started? What did you go to college for? And how did your life kind of lead to this moment? It's a long story. Well, you've got I'll like, try and give, tell me, you. give it give to me in like minute 45. Minute 45. Okay. Well, I studied chemistry in college, which is surprising for someone in entertainment, but I always wanted to have a backup plan. Yep. Moved to LA after a time in Chicago performing at night. So you had your eye on entertainment. I had my eye on entertainment. But had, you went to school for chemistry. Yes. And so I had a day job mm. at an R&D lab at a renewables fuels company. At night, I would perform live doing sketch, improv at Second City and I.O., that type of thing. Moved to L.A. with a bunch of scripts saying, okay, I'll get coffee for a TV writer and try and work my way into TV. As I was in the process of doing that, I made some digital shorts, put them on YouTube and realized, hey, maybe there's stuff going on in like digital media. What were those first digital shorts about? I would love to see those. I did a parody of a a Lana Del Rey song. (laughs) Did <laughs> um, some like wait uh, what what's what's the parody instead of summertime sadness it's called Halloween sadness and oh uh, it was all about what happens when someone has the same costume idea as you at a party oh <laughs> I so love I love that oh my god was, that's competitive I, I guess so yeah the, the theme was competition in that in that piece yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so I got to look up Halloween sadness so I got involved in uh, BuzzFeed early on. I figured that maybe instead of getting coffee for a TV writer, I could just start uh, making stuff stuff on the internet and learn and see what happens. I kind of grew with the company as it grew. And then I met some, met three other guys there, the Try Guys. Uh, At that time, we were just four dudes, but came up with the idea to have a show where we, yeah, we quadrupled down a show where we try things outside of our comfort zone. So our first video was. Men try Victoria's Secret underwear. Wow. I'm ready. Very popular. I'm ready. Uh, We followed it up with Men Try Sexy Ladies Halloween costumes. Love that again. And then really we're cemented as the Try Guys when we uh, recreated Kim Kardashian's butt photo. Oh my. So there seems to be a theme early on in these Early on, our our theory was let's provide (laughs) us in underwear. (laughs) Top, top win. (laughs) Good views. Yeah. Yeah. All like men trying like lady stuff. And compare from that men trying lady stuff from there to today, (laughs) how would you say you guys as a group have evolved? I mean, uh, you've gone Uh, independent from BuzzFeed. Yes. A year and a half ago, we created our own production company, Second Try. Oh, very (laughs) cute. Love that. LLC. A yes, little bit LLC, of a yes. S-Corp? Yes. LLC. LLC. Love that. Great. And we launched a brand new channel, kind of took this risk to leave the safety of a big corporation and strike out on our own. Um, yeah. That, we, you got to miss those health benefits and regular salary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was... Tit for tat. Tit for tat. But now we uh, have a company with 14 people that uh, provides health insurance and 401k plans to all of... Our employees. Uh, are you asking uh, people, is this a job is offer? This a What's job happening? Offer? Are you got postings out there? <laughs> <laughs> We've made over 200 videos together of us starting out trying lady things, but tried everything from driving. They've done it all. We've done it all. We've ridden dog sleds on Alaskan Glacier. Oh, I love that. We've fought with UFC cage fighters, run the Ninja Warrior course. How'd you do on the Ninja Warrior course? Real bad. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, I have a dream 
to also one day do that, but I'm about maybe five years of training away. Yeah, it takes a lot of training. This room I'm going to turn into my ninja course. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how they do it, actually. The most successful ninja warriors. They have their own training mm-hmm. courses in their backyards. Yeah. I know. I just want to do the wall. Listen. Okay, so here you are in a group with four other dudes, or three other dudes. Do you feel... Are you ever competitive with them? Were there ever like contests that you guys have to do or would that man, did that manifest for you? Sure. Uh, Earlier on, uh, we were doing a lot of athletic videos and me and Eugene, the two most athletic try guys started to become. Whoa. Wow. Come from Keith and Zach. I think (laughs) they, they will be the first. You mean the fried uh, chicken guy? Is that the (laughs) nut? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Keith, who is known for eating fried chicken. No, I, it's canon. Yeah. It's canon. It is It is known. Yeah. Anyways, in the early videos, me and Eugene were very competitive with each other. Mm. And often to the detriment of the actual video narrative, mm. the video product, the end result of something that's entertaining. So, so you're saying being competitive didn't fit with the vibe of the video? Well, it just might have not it necessarily been as fun. No, 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 no. (laughs) It was, we were thinking more about beating each other and less about making content. But still, that's content. Yes. And, and, but you have to be like aware of it. And I don't think you can just be purely focused on competition. You really have to like. That's the greater good coming in, man. Yeah. yeah. That's the greater good. Did you win? Did you win though? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, he won a lot of things, but you know. We're just going to do the Eugene Ned trials. Yes, exactly. Congratulations on the Try Guys going solo and the tremendous amount of success. I think you guys are heading to Australia next. So make sure you guys go and check out their tour dates as they go to Australia and then Singapore. Singapore, yeah. Are you going to do a show in Singapore? Show in Singapore on September 28th. Oh, September 28th. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay, but let's get down to the brass tacks. You have a baby now. Yes. You have a son. Yes. How are you not going to fuck him up? Oh no, Hannah! No, I don't. I don't know. Have you put thought into this? Yeah, but I think the answer is every. You're gonna fuck up something a little. There's no. I don't. The answer is I don't know, and the answer is I'm sure the ways in which I'm trying not to fuck him up will inevitably balance him up. You know, it's all about balance, right? (laughs) That's what they say. Do you? Are you gonna want him to be number one? Oh, Hannah! I'm asking. No, no, you don't. Well, yeah, but I'm not gonna like. We're talking put about that it now. On him so when he's time. getting a yellow card at age eight, <laughs> you'll be like, "That's my boy." <sighs> but yeah, is that something you worry about, or like, I don't know? I think we don't have kids. We're a ways away from it. Mm-hmm. Look, we just got a house. We're gonna get married. We got a couple boxes I need to check before we're ready. You know, right? Let's right. talk about that a little bit. Like, do you have hopes and dreams for him in that way? Or oh man, you know, I've been so focused on trying to keep him alive that I really haven't thought about how this old. That how old much. is your baby? A year and a half. A year and a half. Good. Well, congratulations. Thank He's you. He's a year and a half years old. Yes. You've gotten past the precious vulnerable meat sack stage. Yes, yes, exactly. Now he's like expressing his personalities into things. Now he's entering the independent, not smart, but can move yes. meat sack. Right, exactly, exactly. Still got to watch out for him. Because now, you know, it's he's only going to get more active. Right, yeah. right, and more able to get himself in trouble. My nephew is three, and uh, we were playing a game when I just was visiting. He was being Swiper from Dora the Explorer. Mm-hmm. Swiper going to swipe and running around a table. And all I saw were four pointy corners. 
Mm. But all he saw was the sheer joy of childhood <laughs> abandon. <laughs> Long story short, nobody was hurt. It was great. Oh, that's good. But I did definitely do the uh, head-to-hand intercept <laughs> yeah. as he rounded a corner with just no spatial awareness. Wes has hurt himself so many times already. I'm sure it's just going to keep happening. But yep. babies are pretty resilient. They are. I mean, humanity's gotten this far. I like thinking about what Wes is going to become. I, I'll put various things in front of him just to see, like... Are you Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to yeah. test the waters. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to put him in a circle surrounded by seven to eight sports objects. Right, right. And whatever he moves just to towards. See. Just to see, you know, like yeah. maybe your journey can start today. Yeah. <laughs> I put a soccer ball down. He picked it up with his hands. <gasps> Rugby? Rugby? Basketball player? Basketball? <laughs> yeah. Do you think about that? Like I do think encouragement about it as without more of, expectation. That's right. the right encouragement that's without what I'm expectation. To do. Yeah. Because I don't want him to feel the pressure of needing to be something versus something else. Like I'll love him no matter what. I'm curious to see what he gravitates towards and what he's into. I hope that he follows his passions. Yeah. And when he's older and playing with daddy becomes practicing drills, that'll be really when you'll have to figure that out. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh. I, I God, I really haven't thought about this. You haven't thought about this? Not really. There's so much in the early months and months of taking care of a kid where you're just focused on like, what is his nap and food schedule? Like, how am I entertaining? I've been trying what to- What fluids like, are going in right, and what, what are coming out. What fluids are coming out, yep. exactly. yep. You know, we're learning words now. Wow. That's, I guess I'm competitive about how many words we're learning, but like, not are, really. Are you? No, I wouldn't no. think that. I mean, no, no. There's no scale for that. No, but I get excited anytime he learns a new one. Yeah, that excitement. I think that you're right. That's like the healthy place for that all to say. It's like encouragement without expectation and excitement without pressure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just as long as he's happily expressing himself. Ah. Good. Well, good luck. I hope it goes well. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what about Ariel? Is she, uh, was she competitive at all? Very. She cannot lose the board games. Really? Yes. yes. She's competitive to the point where she's had a couple of glasses of white wine. Oh, she'll start I love cheating. A, I love a mom drunk. <laughs> yeah, a mom drunk for she'll sure. She'll start cheating? Yeah. What? She'll like... She'll, That's not even winning. I... I agree, but she will slip extra cards from the bank. She will. No. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this on a podcast. She'll wow. get very upset. But she, well, yeah, I gotta, she, you know, you got to keep an eye on her. You know who else would cheat? Who? Ella. No. She would not if you if you made it easy and you weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would just because it's like you're not like, respecting the game. Take a take, take a, an extra, extra ten from the monopoly from the monopoly bank. Mm-hmm. Wow. But that is more of her being like. You aren't being present because how could I get away with this if mm. you were, if we were all really playing? I suppose. So I was like, okay, that's good for me to know. I'm yeah. really looking forward. I, I'm very competitive, but I would never. I would never cheat because it really defeats it, the purpose. It takes the fun out. There's right? no point. Like, oh, oh, I won by, by a huge margin. But Look, like, I know, you know that honestly, I, as a white person, I have enough advantages <laughs> on my own. I, I'm fine. I right. really, I don't want to cheat. Right, right. Anything more outside my privilege, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll let you go soon before I keep quizzing you on how you're going to raise your child. Let's talk a little bit about... I want to ask you two more questions. Okay. Okay, and then I'll release you from the analyze this corner. Wow, yeah, I I really got to work some things out, huh? Yeah, man, you know, all I do is I just explore, you know? The answers, 
or in you. Inside your heart. In your heart. <laughs> uh, There's on. that belting. Oh. Do you ever feel, I mean, it's hard. Right now, the Try Guys uh, are in their upward thrust of what you're building, a lot of forward positive momentum. You know, and as we know, and you as a scientist, although this is more like a physics example, all momentum rises and falls, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that won't happen to you guys ever. But <laughs> if you guys weren't so successful right now, do you think that you would be putting as much into it? No, no. I think that if we were, you know, less it's successful like a heady question, or yeah. like failing, I think we would start doing other things. Or, really? Or try, yeah. yeah you'd sure. re- Instead of like, okay, let's revisit it and make this work. It'd be more of like, well, why we would, I think, I mean, it depends on like the business, but like we would probably try and optimize things, make it better. But like if something's like not working, yeah. we would probably go in a different direction. Yeah. And if the whole thing's not working, then we would probably go in a totally different direction. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I'll ever go all the way back to being a scientist. I don't think they'd let you back in. They wouldn't. Yeah, they really <laughs> wouldn't. It's uh, I've, uh, <laughs> ruined all future You've big boy job lo- prospects. <laughs> You've missed a lot of the meetings, you know, for Science Club Anonymous. All the big boy job prospects. You're the biggest boy right now. Oh, this thank is a, you. Oh, this, my God. Having to travel this amount. I mean, I know the amount of time, and especially with having your family and just having had a baby. I know the amount of emotional labor that goes into it, you know? So, like, I applaud you for that. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. And my wife did most of it. Well, that's the labor labor, you know, you're like, oh, no, I've just been I've just been having a great old time. But yeah, no, I think that's kind of interesting because I am also someone that's like not afraid to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, they, they always say don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm always like, well, I mean, if that's not working and it's not going to be sustainable, then let's try something else. Hmm. And, I, and I feel very brave in that. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, like, that feels good, too. You know, one thing that I've been feeling lately that might help round out this whole discussion of competition as it relates to having a baby is so much earlier on in my life, I felt like I had this, like this, this hole in my heart that needed to be filled, like this desire to want to be the best and to not be like, you know, not be second place. Like it's kind of comes from this feeling of like, somehow you're not good enough. You just want to be better. And that drove me to do a whole bunch of things, but no matter how much level of success I might have, whether it's a career or sports or board games it's like doesn't feel like it's filling that hole but in the last year and a half since having a baby i have actually i felt more and more like that hole has been filled by the love of my family and that whether things are good or bad it's really not as important as whatever is happening at home Uh, and both like in a career sense and a extracurricular sense like that's so that all of those competitive desires have kind of gotten lessened and I still try, strive to do well because I enjoy doing well and at in work in business I have yeah. to provide for my family but there's not this sense of like I'm somehow empty or it's not um, do or die yeah, yeah yeah it's been an interesting feeling for me to sit with and I think it's something that maybe a lot of parents whose worlds have completely changed by having a kid can relate to. Yeah. I guess I've gotten less competitive because I've realized that it's okay. And it's great to finish first, but really it's not something that is going to nourish you to the extent that a human connection can. By virtue of being able to provide for your family, you're winning no matter what. 
That's true. As long as you take care of them and you keep them safe, then you're like, yeah, no, this, this is the best. That's the best feeling to be able to support them. I so get that. I do want to win my fancy football league. All of that being said. We're in the same uh, <laughs> league. So I'll see you there. I have four mock drafts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Already those, set up. How are those going for you? Good? Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Getting yeah. Saquon Barkley? Well. First overall. I, I'm not going to. not going to spill your beans. I'm not spilling not my gonna beans. not going to spill your draft board. I have my Excel sheet with my round one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. I have five different tiers for each one of my players oh, nice. in the order oh, wow. of trying to grab That's them. Funny. But anyway, we're, uh, <laughs> I think our draft, our draft is this week. Isn't it this week, week or next week? I think it's next week. Next week. I hope okay. it's next week. Anyway. <laughs> Not competition. Deeply fulfilled. Um, I'm the same sort of sim. You know when you're making sim, your sim character, uh-huh. you assign your value. And I've always known that my core value is family. It was actually really funny because this weekend, and I'll just share this anecdote super quick. I was invited to go to a rap party for a music video I was in with Taylor Swift. Both my sister and my partner, their core sim is career. Mm. So we had been planning this trip to Calgary to be there for my sister. Her mother-in-law is sick. And so she needed help with the baby, the toddler now. And so we were going to Calgary, but I got this invite for Saturday night. Both Naomi, my older sister and Ella were like, okay, well, obviously Taylor Swift. (laughs) And I was like, obviously you guys, like we're going, no. And they're like, no, you have to go back to LA. You need to go now. Wow. And then they encouraged me to go. So what'd you do? Well, I went and partied with Taylor Swift. I had a great time. Oh, okay. It was great. I spent 24 hours in Calgary and I got to fulfill my need to be with my family. And then with their encouragement, they were like, I think this is a great, valuable opportunity for you to go and have a great time and meet great people. I was able to go. But it's always kind of that balance, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. when you're in a family unit, your core value isn't the only core value anymore. And you need to share and acknowledge those values yeah. together. Which is why we're putting off having kids until I'm done with all of my amazing projects. Anyway, because <laughs> I know I'll just be like, what? No, I'm sorry. I have a baby now. So mm. this is the only thing that matters. You know, I guess that last but not least, bum, ba, da, bum, 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 what is your favorite color? Red. Bread? Red. Oh, red. Although I do like bread. Bread is red. Bread is my favorite color. <laughs> oh, that's very good, Ned. <gasps> Ned likes red. You do have a baby. Or maybe I've spent too much time with a toddler. <laughs> no, I have always liked red because it rhymes with Ned. Okay, good. That's what you should. Mm-hmm. And your mic is red. Okay, that's great. Are there any words of wisdom you would like to impart on those who maybe find themselves being overly competitive and that's holding them back or being underly competitive mm. and that's not pushing them forward? The best, most competitive thing you can do is to cooperate with your friends to be better than everyone else. <laughs> what? Is this a line from your book? No, I just came up with that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I think like if you're over competitive, consider toning it down a little bit. Consider and, uh, filling that hole. Yeah, consider because filling. Yeah, there's probably some other deeper. Ask why. Ask why. Why? Where's this coming from? Right. Why do I feel this way? And if you're under competitive, same way. Why am I so afraid? Why? Yeah. What am I afraid of? Why did I feel responsible for those other kids at that musical theater audition? That's crazy, yeah. Or perhaps did I know I really genuinely couldn't do it because I was busy. 
That's my that's mm-hmm. my that's my why. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ned, thank you so much for being here, guys. If you want to find more of the Try Guys or more of Ned specifically, Ned, where can people locate you on this well, big vast internet? Since this is a podcast, you should check out the Try Guys new podcast, The Tripod, available anywhere podcasts are found. It's a comedy podcast where we hang out, we tell stories of all of our adventures, trying new things. Check it out. Search for the tripod. And if you guys have enjoyed listening to Analyze This, why don't you tell your friends about it? You know, we've got a pretty great little community here, but let other people know. Or you can become part of the Analyze This family by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Analyze This. For those of you who are patrons, I love you the most. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and have a great day. Oh, wait, that's my video sign-off. We don't have a sign-off for Analyze This. My favorite was like, Save yourselves. <laughs> On the tripod, I just say, stay beautiful. Ooh, <laughs> yummy. Okay, save yourselves. Bye. <laughs> save yourselves.